0: Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Eeyore is on the show okay. tonight.
0: I'm I am be,
1: not okay, truly.
0: I'm going to be interviewing Eor tonight. I know. Well, look, this is your own fault for taking your pediatrician's advice over me. I know I all know. their fancy medical degrees telling you not to travel. What the hell? I
1: know it was wild. I just couldn't believe that this week went the way that this week went. Like, I swear I was. I had texted you the second that I heard from him because I had all my shit out, I had my luggage out. I was like already like Tetrising the bottle sterilizer <laughs> and like packing my pump parts and like being all excited about bringing my whole family down to Guadalupeza. And I called the pediatrician. And I was going to ask about like, how do I put sunscreen on my baby? Because you used to have to wait until six months, but the AAP just changed it to five months and he is five months. So I was just going to ask, he wouldn't even answer my sunscreen question. He would not even like entertain my like, Hey, I'm going to Florida with my baby. He was like, no, you're not (laughs) like, you're not, you are not traveling with your infant right now. You're just not, it's, you know, COVID is too Rampant and scary, and Omicron is the first variant that they're really seeing, kind of like have an effect in kiddos and babies. And he was just like, he was like, I will write you a note to give to your boss, like to give to rothy <laughs> to say that you can't go on this trip. Um,
0: you, you did not give me the note. I like to point that out. I guess I'm not I your didn't, boss now. What I the didn't, hell?
1: No, I texted you first, though. That makes you feel You bummed.
0: did. I appreciated that. It is a bummer. Uh. I mean, but.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna
0: do? Like, you know, I, I know there's people gonna be listening to this, gonna go there's no words in the cold and blah blah blah. And you know, maybe, whatever.
1: Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true for you, but that yeah. clearly isn't how it is for a five month old infant. And so, I, it's clearly not with the risk. And I, I did get a second opinion because I was so taken aback because I have been on this journey with my pediatrician the whole time. Back at his, as it had his four month appointment last month, I was like, hey, I'm still planning on going on this trip. And the doc was like, yep, totally cool. Like planes are pretty safe. Air travel is not an issue. Everyone wears masks. You're going to be outdoors. You're going to do the best you can to stay safe. Like things change every single day with this pandemic. And so things have changed in the last month. Like I wasn't pulling anyone's leg. I I have been planning on going this whole time with his blessing. Um, And since that was so crazy, I got a second opinion from another pediatrician who's also a CrossFitter who was like, you know, as a fan, I'd really like to see you out there and I'd love to watch you on the broadcast. As a pediatrician, I cannot recommend that you go on this trip.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I've Um, seen so many people already traveling with babies,
1: I know, you know. I know. I know. I'm not judging them for it. Me either. Me either. Like everyone's family situation is different. Everyone's tolerance level is different. And they're, you know, my anxiety is at an all time high right now, of course. So, um, but that was, I was like, I'm not smarter than two doctors, two different doctors that gave me their advice on the same day. And God forbid anything happened. I would never forgive myself because I wanted to go, yeah. you know?
0: Well, so. Look, I, I think that's fair. I mean, <sighs> Look, I've seen I've seen this strain run rapid through my business, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen a couple of people get really, really, really sick. As a matter of fact, I've got somebody out on bereavement right now due to how bad it got. You know, like that's terrible. So you know, no, everyone says there's no worse than a sniffle, but sick is sick, and you can't argue with doctors. Like I don't argue with people yeah. who have advanced medical degrees. That's my rule. So Me either
1: I'm not arguing with people who see like like baby ICUs that are full right now. That's what freaks me out. You know, I'm not going to live my life in fear of never getting sick. But when they tell me that like a third of babies who get this end up in the ICU, I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'm not going, not doing it. Yeah. That's not, but I'm still so bummed. Like, I know it's the right thing to do, but I have so much FOMO. Well,
0: I promise (laughs) to have no fun without you. That's my, I just, I'm not going to do anything fun. If anyone sees me, I'm not going to smile for photos. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to do anything exciting. <laughs> I might work out. I won't like it. I'll bitch the whole time, which is normal for okay. me. Um, I promise. Yeah, I'm not going to eat any good food. You know, no, that's, definitely that's, not. That's what I promise. No
1: sunshine, no warm that's, temperatures, none of that.
0: Well, since I'm still doing this RP thing, I actually might not eat any good food. So that works, <laughs> that works out for me. That absolutely. How's that going for me. you? Uh, good. Down six pounds. Just like that. Oh,
1: my God. Is it in like a week?
0: Um, a little more in a week, but not much more than that. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Guys are the worst because Matt is doing it too. And I'm like half doing it. I'm doing it as much as a breastfeeding mom can do it. Trying my damnedest. Um, but Matt is truly sticking to it. It's been a week and he's already down four pounds. I hate you guys. Men are the
0: worst. Well, maybe, uh, maybe we are, but, um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I told my coach, I'm like, it's water weight and poop weight. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you earned some of that. He's like, some of it's water weight, yeah. but you've earned some of it. And I will say like, I think it's washing dishes weight is what it is. Cause my kitchen is a disaster area, man. Like I'm washing mm-hmm. dishes every 30 minutes. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and yeah, I know you can meal prep and I meal prep It's still a mess all the time. Yeah. All well, meal prep means you
1: just have to do dishes on one day <laughs> instead yeah. of every single day.
0: Uh, it's just uh, it, it's weird. There's like this uh, kind of zen-like calmness in knowing what your next meal is for the whole day. Like your whole day's planned mm-hmm. out. So you know, I, I, like, I literally give no thought. It's kind of like going to a, a closet. It's like if you're Steve Jobs, you go to a closet and it's all jeans and black turtlenecks. That's what it feels mm-hmm.
1: like. You know, totally like you get
0: everything laid out. You know exactly what you're doing. You know that part. I really kinda of like the organization and structure of it. Um, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt to eat six times a day, which includes the shakes, you know, like I find myself at works like today. I found myself like kind of behind my schedule because I just I'm working and I'm busy and you don't think yep. about it. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm kinda of hungry. And then I realize that I'm a, I'm an hour behind, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and
1: you can move, I mean, you're not supposed to, but you can right. move stuff around if you need to. Like the timing is like the 20% of it. And the nutrition is like the 80% of it. So you can move stuff around. We should get them to sponsor these
0: shows. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs>
1: what the hell? We're I, just out is, here being like.
0: <laughs> worst podcasters ever. I paid. paid. I paid to do this and I'm talking about mm-hmm. the millionaire. air. So it's the yep. worst ever. Yep. Um, Damn it. I I'll be honest, like you know, and I I would say this about their program. I don't put a lot of stock into the timing as a huge thing to causing you to lose weight. I understand the science behind it, you know, the supposed science, but I've read cool. a lot of science the other direction too. For me, I'm following it. True. Only because look, I paid for it. I want to give the program its due diligence and do it the way it's prescribed. And I do think there's a a level of commitment. If you commit to these blocks of times with these certain macros for each meal, you're more committed to not cheat on it in other areas. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Totally. And so yeah, for like me, that. it's just really about structure organization, like doing it. And I don't know, you know, week and a half in it's all right. I'm kind of dreading the trip a little bit in that regard of all the planning I'm going to have to do tomorrow to make sure that I eat properly while I'm in Miami and you know, carry snack bars with me and all that fun stuff, but it'll work yep, out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Carry jerky. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> a good yeah. Snack. I've already, I've already learned all that. I've, I've become real good at finding foods I like that fit into this. Like it took me yes. two days of egg whites and chicken rice to go, yeah, this isn't going to cut it. And no. start finding different no. lean meats and different veggies and different carbs and
1: mm-hmm. start
0: mixing combinations together that I really, really like. And uh, yeah. It's yeah,
1: working. my go-to's when I when I'm really following it well are. Um, do you like cauliflower? Um,
0: There's, you
1: either love or hate cauliflower in all of its forms.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say no. It's not my favorite.
1: Okay, I like it because it doesn't taste like anything. You can make it taste like anything. So sure. my like go-to has always been like a big bowl of cauliflower, which is like you get really full and it's like not big on the carb scale by any right. means with like a ground meat whatever if you've got fat in your diet use beef if not like use turkey or chicken whatever and um tomato sauce like find a right. yummy tomato sauce that you really like i mean that is just it's so filling like there's ways to do rp where you're not hungry and that's right. that's the killer for me is if i'm hungry and then like also similarly like taco salads where you have like a bed of greens and ground yeah. meat and salsa, which is effectively like kind of free You can eat like a show yeah. of salsa before it ends up on any of your
0: points. So, well, one thing that I do, um, well, this is all of a sudden, this is a nutrition show. I, uh, I
1: know what the, this needs to be your other podcast,
0: I guess. Um, I eat a lot of salads. I have this really awesome. I should send you some, this really awesome olive oil and vinegar, that's flavored, um, pear flavored. And it's an unbelievable Hair? Yeah. It's a great, mm. like mixed. It's this great flavor. And so I'll make a huge salad and just do one tablespoon of oil, which gets you exactly to your fat that you should have, you know, and a little uh vinegar and toss it. And, you know, you, you know, instead of doing two cups of greens, I'll do four, like I'll do a huge salad and that'll fill you up, you know, for a long period yeah. of time, you get in green vegetables and kind of help you through, you know, so.
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There's ways to do it. When you're traveling, it's hard. You know, you got to eyeball shit. Do you, are you going to bring a scale with you? Like a food scale?
0: No, no, no. I've got all the (laughs) podcast stuff with me. I don't have room for a food scale, but you know, I'm, I'm, it's funny you say that I was thinking I actually might bring my cup measures though, because I've gotten pretty good at like eyeballing stuff, but cup measures don't take up much space and I can definitely get those in the suitcase. So
1: Okay, let me tell you a funny food scale story really fast and then we can stop talking about nutrition. So two years ago now, right? Because the pandemic's been ruining our lives for two years. Um, Steph and I went to the Mayhem competition together um, and I was covering it for a morning chalk up at the time and Steph was competing. And I was also like her coach, quote unquote, for the weekend. Right. So I was like making her protein shakes and stuff and we were sharing a room. And I, for our trip, since we were both counting our macros, I bought a travel food scale, right? <laughs> right? A travel food scale. So it's like a little square and it like has a little lid and it folds over. And, um, you know, I just searched on Amazon for a travel food scale and it showed up at my house and my husband, the pharmacist, unloaded my travel food scale and looked at me and was like, why the fuck did you buy a drug scale? <laughs> because
0: <laughs> it is like right.
1: <laughs> legit like what people used yeah. to like weigh out small amounts of weed I guess I don't know mm. or coke I'm clearly not a drug ward so I don't know oh. and I couldn't I was like what are you talking about and he was like Nikki this is literally a drug scale like what the fuck are you and Steph about to do in Tennessee
0: Yeah, are like cocaine like, no. what do you think we're about to do like come on <laughs> like, like-
1: about to weigh out my tortilla chips is what i'm gonna do
0: yeah this is how you get skinny <laughs> cocaine and meth it works great you lose all that pesky tooth weight you get really thin from the coke <laughs> <It's perfect. laughs> all, the,
1: all the extra weight from that skin on your face yeah. you, know, you know things you don't need it's
0: great it's good it's good stuff <laughs> yeah that
1: happens so steph and i definitely promise you didn't do drugs
0: yeah at mayhem no, definitely definitely not well Let's talk about the events of the day. The world is still, I shouldn't say the world, CrossFit and all its neurosis is still going crazy over Dave getting fired. Like people still just hitting their keyboards and blowing up every post, article, YouTube, whatever, Reddit, anywhere you can find it. They just love talking about it. So much fun.
1: Rosa's Instagram. Did you see that?
0: Oh, he yeah, like posted yeah. oh. a picture
1: of him playing in the snow with his son and everyone oh. in the comments, just like freaking out on him.
0: I, I don't even know where to start with this. First of all, I want like, I don't know Eric at all. You know, we met him once, but I don't know him. He wouldn't know me from Adam probably. And I just wanted to message him like, bro, what are you thinking? Like, this can't be your first, like you're welcome to post on Instagram, but you got to know it's going to get blown up. Like people are just stupid. And I felt bad for him. You know, I don't, people shouldn't blow him up, but you know, they're going to, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I feel bad because it's a great picture of him and his kid and they're out having a snowball fight and people are in the comment section roasting them. I'm like, you guys just need to like, leave that where it belongs. At least leave it yeah. on the CrossFit page. Um The whole or thing. On Reddit. Yeah. The whole thing's been, been so weird. Let's just, well, let's break it down. I'll tell you the weird okay. parts I thought have been weird uh on CrossFit side and when, I guess we can talk about both, but, uh, I appreciate what they're trying to do. You know, like the, did you, did you see the games page is like a new era begins and they did that post and they did a tweet to go along with it.
1: I did and, see that. Yeah.
0: You know, they are like, they're trying to turn the page quickly. And I understand that, but you also have to know that's going to generate a lot of like, you almost just have to turn the comments off if you're going to do that. And it felt too soon mm-hmm. to me, if I'm being honest, like, um, they also know.
1: did a post, um, and I think it might have only been on Twitter, I'm not sure, but like praising Dave and thanking him for his work and well, was like, on Insta a, like too. basically yeah. that was on Instagram too. Mm-hmm. But and like yeah. addressing it head on. It wasn't like they just ignored everything and they were like, A new chapter. Like they did they right. did come out and try to say that and you know, said that thing about how Eric is, uh, meeting with people and like discussing stuff with athletes, which I thought was such a normal thing to write. But then everyone in the comments was like, shouldn't you have done that ahead of time? And it was like, I just kind of feel like CrossFit, no matter what they say right now and Rosa, no matter what he posts right now is kind of like damned either way, no matter what, no matter if they addressed it well, or if they didn't, or if they ignored it, or if they didn't like, there's just this, well, it's messy. People are going to freak out either way.
0: It's not as, I don't think it's as messy as people think it is. I get your, I know your point. Um, if, if I had been running CrossFit, I would have that initial statement they did. I think they should have said, listen, for Dave's privacy, we can't tell you any more than this. As an employer, we can't tell you why we fired him, other than he's no longer with the company. He wants to tell you that's on him. But, we can't share that information with you. Like he's got a right to privacy. And I think people need to yeah. get off this high horse that they're entitled to know why CrossFit fired him. First of all, it's probably boring yeah. as hell. Like I still think we were right on our last episode that this is just a natural changing of the guard. They should have done it a year ago, but they didn't have their feet under them, so they couldn't do it then. And so now they're doing it now. That's I still believe that. But no one's entitled to know except for Dave and you know, the HR team and, and, you know, the employers at CrossFit, those are the only people entitled to know unless Dave wants to share it. It's really as simple.
1: No, I agree. I don't think that there's, I don't think that the community is owed anything by an explanation. And I think that's kind of a lot of what I've been seeing is like, as a member of this community or as an affiliate owner or as a competitor, you know, people are writing, I'm entitled to know what's happening. And I'm just kind of like, why,
0: Yeah. No, you're not. Like, are
1: you still going to go work out today? (laughs) Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Somebody messaged me today on that. And they're like, well, you know, and their point, I understand their frustration. They're like, look, we haven't heard from Eric in four months. And the first thing we hear is they're firing Dave. And so now we're wondering what the heck's going on. And I think that's a really short-sighted vision for anyone out there thinking what's going on across it, they're acting like there's nothing going on behind the scenes at CrossFit. Like no one else has been hired. No one else is running the ship. Like this business is moving forward quick. They're doing a lot of stuff that people aren't giving them credit for. And so I, you know, I think part of it is people aren't looking. And so then when you do get a big announcement and it's something that they don't agree with, they're like, we haven't heard anything. Screw these guys. It's going to hell. Right. You know?
1: right. Um, that's yes. That's entirely objective and, True,
0: and But I also, you know, I also think it does highlight a ongoing problem that HQ has had for years, by the way, not under Eric. uh, Well, maybe still under Eric, but it was the same thing under Greg. Like communication to the affiliates has been kind of crappy for a decade, you know, and they just haven't quite figured that out yet. It's not to say they're not addressing it. They just they have not figured it out. And I think the affiliates still feel. The stress of that and I think that's partly why people are frustrated. And then you throw in, you know, Dave's story and Instagram looks like a bad breakup, you know. It's like some, you know, <laughs> like like he broke up with his girlfriend and now he's getting back at him by saying how much everybody else loves him, you know. And I'm not making fun of him, I would do the same thing. Like I think that's so, the yeah, natural reaction for people, but it's not, you know, it's not helping by any stretch of the imagination. You
1: know? <laughs> You know, I I think what makes what makes this whole thing tough is the very unique and like community driven vibe that is infused in all things CrossFit, even though it's a corporation, even though it's a brand, even though it's privately owned or, you know, board run or whatever it is like there's just this vibe of community of like, this is ours. This belongs to everyone. This is driven by community. You know, what other business model in the world, what other franchise model do owners truly need to be like present and a part of the functioning company? I mean, like the, the ideal business model for an owner is like, you put people in place to run your business and you step back and make money and it's great. And like, that will never work in a CrossFit affiliate model ever. The owner like needs to be involved. And so it's just, it's, it's a weird, I don't even know how you would put it. It's just like a weird expectation that people have in every level of this company, from the affiliates to the games, to the board, to the executives, whatever, that it's like community run. And so I feel like they have that entitlement to the information and the processes and what's going on. It's not accurate. We truly don't have that entitlement. We don't have the right to any of it. But I think that what makes it complicated as a brand is that everything is sort of infused with that
0: vibe. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Here's where I think part of the disconnect lies. I think because people are paying an affiliate fee, they think they are entitled to more information, right? I get that. But that isn't what your affiliate fee gets you. Like what happened here is the director of a, of a sport got fired and a normal business, and CrossFit is not a normal business, and they did not handle this like a normal business. A normal business would have come in and said, hey, the director is gone. Here's who he's replaced with. And here is what's next, here's what next steps look like. Really all they did was said, Dave's gone, Justin's the new guy, let's go. Right. And and no one knows Justin. So, or you know, the the insiders know him, but affiliates don't know him, you know, everyday athletes don't know who the heck Justin is. And they don't know if he's gonna be programming the games or just running them or what he's gonna be doing. And so I think that you know creates a lot of ambiguity for them. I think they're also losing sight of what the affiliate model does. Like when people pay an affiliate fee, they think it gets them something. And for years, people have struggled to say what the value of that affiliate fee is. For my three grand, what am I getting, right? And I understand that too. I think CrossFit needs to continue to do a much better job of defining what that affiliate fee gets them. But I do think the people paying the affiliate fee need to recognize that it's a re- ridiculously low price of entry mm-hmm. and if you were let's say you know it's a bad analogy but let's say you're going to go uh franchise at mcdonald's right or any fast food place you know you're going to pay tens of thousands of dollars if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in a franchise fee right and then that would entitle you to training hr products services machines ice cream machines that don't work you know all that mm-hmm. stuff no um, Literally. I was and- talking
1: to my sister-in-law about this the uh, over Christmas because I, I was like, I think that they should open a Starbucks in the town, the tiny town in Maine that they live in. Um, and I can't remember exactly which one, but she said that she, she and like a couple of girlfriends had looked into like opening like an affiliate, like coffee shop, sandwich shop or whatever it was. It wasn't a Starbucks, but it was something else. Um, and they needed a hundred grand. Yeah. I was point. like, what? Are you kidding me?
0: That's exactly the point. Right. And, you know, so like what should you get for three grand? And again, that was generated by Glassman, not Eric and then the new regime, you know, and so I think the new regime has started to do things that will a generate more money for the company and streamline the business for the affiliates. We've seen it most recently, maybe with the affiliate programming This is the one mm-hmm. that's most recent, you know, and I know they've been doing some work on back end services and, you know, some other things. So, I think we'll continue to see that built out, but it just, you know, it feels like it can't come fast enough. So every time something like this happens, people lose their minds, you know, and I get that, but you need to calm down a little bit. That's my point.
1: I agree. I agree on every level. I mean, just think like what other brand out there like has a, a new owner and then everyone associated with the brand like knows and cares and then that new owner goes on like podcasts about the company like that would never if like i I don't know i mean this is a bad example but like if nike had a new president all of a sudden most of us who are fans of nike would be like cool (laughs) right (laughs) do you know what i mean moving on like and and you know i'm not the biggest like sneakerhead but like i have plenty of nike shit. I wouldn't listen to a podcast with the new Nike guy. I just wouldn't. But like everyone in CrossFit was all about this change and it's all about everything that's going on in the company. And I just think that's the model is so different with our
0: brand. Well, that's that is an interesting complaint uh, that I have with CrossFit. And, you know, I don't want people to think we're just out here shilling for Eric because I don't really have an opinion on him. I don't think I haven't seen enough to have an opinion. But the one thing I have seen that I don't think they figured out yet, that if I could give them advice to tell them to immediately start working on it, is they need to understand that this is not Nike or any other type of corporation. Like the, the levers they're pulling are right. Meaning they're trying to generate more revenue. They're trying to move into new continents and and open new affiliates and drive the business forward and invest in the game so they can You know, grow this business quickly to make money for the investors and make the affiliates a better place and blah, 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 blah. What they have yet to figure out though, or really understand, is that everyone's an owner. It isn't just the affiliate owners. Like all of us, you know, we pay a lot of money to set foot in these affiliates every single day and we're all invested in it more so than people that wear nikes or whatever else is out there and we all really really care and it's the lack of communication out to the field and the affiliates and the people who feel like they're owners that's ginning up this drama every time something happens and so they need a better communications plan you know if they have not invested in a fantastic communications director and i don't know who that is so if they happen to follow me and listen sorry if i'm blowing you up here but like you got to figure out this communication strategy because it's going to be vital to their future growth. If they don't fix it, you know, it's like this, you know, I get that this was sudden and they'll always be sudden, but there probably should have been, Hey, here's what's next for the games, which is what I want us to talk about next anyway. But it would have been, you know, there are so many spectacular people within this sport. If they had just come in and said, Hey, Dave's gone. We know that hurts. It sucks. We want to recognize, the great work he's done, but here's what the future looks like. And here are all the spectacular people that are going to be a part of it. I think reasonable people would have been like, okay, that makes sense. You know, and they would have felt better about it because there are so many people that are known and respected and great at this, that it doesn't seem so scary when you look like I've got all their names written down here in front of me. And it looks pretty cool to me when I'm looking at it going, if these people were doing it, I'd be really excited.
1: Okay. I want, I want to hear what that list is, but first I just want to say, I think that you hit the nail on the head when you just said that we're all invested in, in this, that's the best way to describe it. We are all so invested in everything that happens with this company. And that is, that's kind of the word I was looking for, for like the vibe of the community that's infused within this brand. That's a good way of putting it.
0: All right. What's your list look like? Well, look, here's what I think should be next. I don't know what is next. I don't have any insider information. I have not talked to anyone, but you, and we haven't even really yeah. talked about yeah. it. Um,
1: and I, I have nothing either.
0: I haven't even talked to other athletes or like even in DMs. Like I've just been thinking like if I were running the business, what would I do? If it were me, I'd take all the control out of one person's hand and make a team. I'd have a team of people programming okay. the games. And you, know, you can tier them. You know, have someone in I mean someone would need to be in charge and maybe that's Justin, I don't know, but I would have a team and I just started scribbling down names of people who would be great for that team. I had, okay. I had James Hobart, yep. Spencer Hendel. Yep. Uh Nicole Carroll, who is a rock Absolutely. star in my opinion, at everything she does. Uh Austin, how do you pronounce his last name? Meliella? Meliella. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh Spieler. I mean, these are all yeah. like rock stars, right? Matt Chan, Annie Sakamoto, yeah. Jeff yeah. Bridges, um, okay. Josh Bridges. Sorry, not Jeff Bridges. He'd be terrible. Oh, um, sorry.
1: And I instantly was like, "Yup, well, yeah, done. Jeff, mean, Jeff Bridges, Bridges would, would be great. Pretty cool, bring um, it on."
0: And then you could, you know, you could honestly even look at, you know, some of the most recent retired athletes. You got Scott Kaczaj, terrific. Yep. Dan Smith is terrific. Hell, you could probably talk Rich Froning into retiring at some point, doing this, like you just think of all these people that are so spectacular in sport that have such a deep history of programming and training and competing and have seen this live. You can't tell me that that group of people can't be as good or better than a single person who's been programming this. You'll never convince me of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do think that you, I do think you need one person in charge. Sure. Um, you know, I do think that things get messy when when you have a group, if there's not someone who always like the final call defaults to, or someone who has to think outside of the realm of just the program itself, like JB Justin Berg has always had a hand in making sure that, you know, operations are going to plan, yeah. that the broadcast is going to plan. Like so much goes into programming, the game side of things that is outside of the the workouts themselves. So having someone at the helm who understands all of that functionality and how it all works together um, is super important. But yeah, I think that I think that the people that you listed would be perfect. I would even maybe recommend um some positions that might not be like maybe you're not building the board forever, but you're at least building the board for this year or building that group for this year. And if it includes more recent athletes that are not competing for whatever reason, I think that would be mm-hmm. helpful. Like I think of Steph this is the second time in this podcast. I yeah. miss my friend. Um, but <laughs> Steph who, um, you know, was, was a competing and active athlete for many, many years. Who's taken a step back to go to PA school or any of the athletes who might not be competing because they're like new parents this year, or, you know, like people who have like yeah. really been in it um, who have, you know, think of the demo team. Those people who go yeah. out and test and maybe just miss the games or they haven't gone, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, Allison's Scuds is a great example. Like, She's an excellent athlete who hadn't qualified, who was on the demo team last year. Like maybe she could have a hand in programming. I could see that working out too.
0: Well, look, I think people forget that, you know, when Dave would program the games, it wasn't like he would just go to a whiteboard, write up a workout and go, all right, this is what we're doing. He would write it. And then he'd bring in that demo team and they practice it and then they'd change it. And then they practice it again. Oh, a million, then,
1: million times. Oh, they would change it. Yeah. Uh, John, they would change it up until the moment we were about to walk out onto the field of play. I had memorized and taken notes on workouts that changed the moment I stepped out onto the field of play because for whatever reason, they weren't right yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess my point to that is, you know, so, you can't, you know, you put a good team together and let them do the same thing. And to your point, you got one person heading it, you know, or a couple people doing the programming and some of these people testing and some bringing in other athletes to test. And you've got other, you know, other things going on here, you know, differing opinions. I got to believe you're going to come out with a really good product. And that's not to say that, uh, you know, Dave had his whiffs for the record. Like he didn't, sure. you know, he didn't have perfect programming even with all that testing and he's a great To you know amazing at what he does so that's not i'm not jabbing him there it's just you know everybody makes mistakes and this team might too but i just i have to believe the finished product would be every bit as good with this much talent but
1: okay i i have a a different suggestion someone to put on the list i would 100 watch a crossfit games programmed by pat sherwood
0: Yeah. He'd be great as a part of it. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's so many, that's the, I guess that's the whole point to this. So you can think of like what's next for the games. I wish CrossFit had come out and said, imagine if they'd come out and said, Dave isn't here. We respect what he's done. Thank you for everything you've done to the support, you know, the games. You're great. Blah, 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 blah. Next up, Nicole Carroll and Pat Sherwood would be programming the games. People would have been like, Mm -hmm. okay, done. Let's go. (laughs) You know, like, I, I really believe people would have said, all right, that makes sense. We've got some terrific people coming in that will carry on this legacy, you know? Um, yeah, it
1: probably would have. I mean, I'm not convinced that people wouldn't have still been shitheads about the whole thing because you really can't please everyone. You just can't. Sure. Um, but yeah, it would have been a little bit of an easier pill to swallow, probably. People had a little bit more context. Not that still- not that we deserve it. Like, not that we're entitled to it, but I think it would have change the outcome of this, I don't know, backlash.
0: Well, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if anyone from HQ is going to listen to this. I don't, I'm still convinced only my mom and your mom listened, but, um, Fact. but <laughs> if, if anyone happens to hear it, if I were them, I'd release Dave's open workouts right now. Swear to God, I would, I'd release them, say, Hey, everybody go do these. They're great. We think Dave did a great job for us in this capacity. Everybody take a look at his great work. Feel free to go do them on your own. And then I would say, here's who's here's who's actually doing the open workouts. And to your point, give it to Pat Sherwood or Nicole or Austin or James or Spencer or whoever, you know, and announce that too at the same time. Tell them here's what's coming up. And I think you do have to have several names in the mix because it would be pretty hard for people to to say, well, this open really sucked programmed by these legends, (laughs) you know. Like (laughs) you're also doing it, you're doing it because A, it's the right thing to do, but B, you're also, you know, defending your business that I think it's really short-sighted to say we don't have brilliant people besides Dave that can do this. We really do. Like there are tons of brilliant people that can do this and can create a great open. It's only three weeks for God's sakes. You know?
1: You know who else would be really great at programming this kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Who? Facundo.
0: Wait, who? Oh, Facundo. Facundo. Yes. We could yeah. do we could do all the CrossFit announcements from Cracker Barrel.
1: We would do that a hundred percent. Cracker Barrel Home Office.
0: Twenty-two point one is eating grits and biscuits for time.
1: I mean, I don't think you'd find complaints in the CrossFit community. I, just I think, think that's an would.
0: open. I could actually finish top ten, and I'd make <laughs> quarterfinals in that bitch. Man,
1: I would actually RX it this year.
0: Oh, I would. I would RX that hard right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: R- mm-hmm. Oh man, You're so hungry. I am Grits so, are not
1: in, they do not fit your macros.
0: We can't even talk about food right now, Nikki. I don't okay, even like, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. That, I'm
0: literally sitting on the couch of the other day and my youngest comes in and she opens up a little paper bag. She came, she'd been out with a friend and she comes in, she opens it up and she pulls out the most delicious looking croissant you've ever seen. That's the size of bean. It's like a 10 oh pound croissant. God. And she looks at me and I look at her and she's like, would you like a bite? And I'm like, what are you doing? No. Why are you offering me delicious carbs right now? She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Like, it's not even
1: you? the carbs in the croissant that'll kill you. It's the fat. Isn't that oh, sad?
0: It looks so delicious too. Nice. It looks so, and I know I'm going to get nasty messages. Carbs aren't the enemy. In this case, they would have been, because that thing weighed like 10 right. pounds and I would have smashed it. <laughs> I would have smashed all, it.
1: F- all food outside of uh, pre-planned macros are the enemy when you're counting yeah. macros, so.
0: So yeah, Yeah, so anyway, back to the story. So yeah, I don't know who who they will get or what they will do, but I think they've got a ton of options that people are just not thinking about in their anger. And I think it's time to let that go and go, man, like none of us, I shouldn't say none of us, almost no one started CrossFit because of Dave Castro. I'm sure some people did. I didn't. I didn't know who the hell that guy was for five years. Never heard of him. <laughs> didn't care. And I'm in there doing box jumps and Murph and, and yeah. Fran and all saying. those horrible workouts without ever happening to know who he was. And by the way, I didn't know who Greg was either for about five years. You know, it's like, it didn't matter to me. And I think the bulk of the CrossFitters are like that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I think we can't forget about, you know, the, the really critical work that's happening in the gyms day in and day out. That is a heart and soul of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, whoever, Whoever programs the games, it's a big deal to us because we're in this uh, very invested community, as you said. Um, But, you know, it it won't go to shit. Like, we're still going to get great people. We're still going to get the games. We're still going to get the ultimate test of fitness. And I do think Dave will be missed. I personally will miss him a lot. I liked what he did for the sport. I liked his brain at the helm of that programming I liked the villainy that he put on right. in every open announcement. Like I liked everything about that. So I am sad about it, but I, I, I don't pretend to understand what's happening on the inside of this giant corporation. And I have faith that we'll end up in a spot that we're all still really enjoying watching a competition and going to the gym every single day and yeah. doing workouts.
0: I will miss having to go to my burner account to look at his account to see what CrossFit is doing. since he you blocked a Finsta? Finsta? Course I have a burner account. Who does everyone has a burner account? Come on. I
1: mean, I literally have a burner account for my bernie's Mountain Dogs, but I yeah, I have a burner Ah, account, so I can um, I can
0: go look at yeah, so I can look at what everybody else is doing and and not have to worry about it. Um so yeah, I'll I'll totally miss that. I will say the one thing I keep seeing over and over, I want to talk about this next, is I saw one this afternoon actually. Somebody say, you know, the brand is dead. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like what the brand, mean? the brand is dead. Like CrossFit, is good, dying and it's going to go away, and that they're crippling the business. And so i I did a little. I was doing some research to see like what it looked like. And Morning Chalk Up actually had an article. Fortunately for me, had an article, so I didn't have to do much research. Talking about how much the brand grew this year, and the numbers were really cool to me. So the high watermark for paid affiliates, and it never occurred to me there are paid and unpaid affiliates. But an unpaid affiliate would be like in a jail or a charity or something like that, right? It just never occurred to me there were many of those, but apparently there's a lot, you know? Uh, The high watermark was 11,715 for paid affiliates. They're currently at 10,800. So we're under that high watermark, but at the start of 2021, they were at 9,400. So they've grown Hmm. 1,400 affiliates in 2021, and that's net. So keep in mind that counts all the affiliates that closed over that time frame. So they actually probably they've definitely opened more than fourteen hundred because affiliates have closed in that same time frame. Like mine closed in that same time frame, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's. I wonder I think, how
1: many of those like disaffiliated when all of 2020s stuff happened and then came back.
0: Well, look, I think you know I was just doing like some kind of simple math. If their high watermark was eleven seven, that would have been under Greg, and then they're at. 9,400. So that's a couple of thousand that went away. That would also include closures. So I had heard, and again, this is like, you know, this isn't real data, just like people talking that uh, it was like around a thousand or so disaffiliated. And then you got to imagine the rest are ones that close. And a lot of CrossFits close, like we got to admit, like I liked Greg's model to some degree, but he'd let you open that thing up across the street from another one. He didn't care. Like,
1: right. And
0: and a lot of those go out of business and I've seen a bunch go out of business, you know, so I don't think that's an insignificant number to say that, you know, it wasn't the disaffiliation that caused that number to drop as much as it was, you know, the pandemic kicked in in 2020. Yeah. I was saying, you guys can go back and verify this in previous episodes that we'd lose 30% of the business due to the pandemic. And my math's pretty good when you look at this, it is twenty yeah. percent or so. you know, so my point is, adding fourteen hundred new affiliates net um, you know in a year is a really, really good number and indicates that they will probably get back to that high water mark in twenty twenty two if they keep going this, and they said they're targeting four markets, and I felt really smart. After our last episode, the top one was China, which we said hey, on, on the last episode. Yeah. But it was also Russia, India, and Japan, which are all real emerging markets for them. And you know, you think, you know, you're talking billions of people in those countries. You know, it's um a real opportunity for them to grow this business and and which will then in turn give more money to put back into the affiliate model and to continue mm-hmm. to grow it. It isn't like they're just gonna pocket all this money and run away, you know. So
1: is that high watermark worldwide? Yes. Nice. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool it's cool to be a part
0: of something so big. And, you know, what was interesting from reading the article, and, you know, all, you know, a lot of this is, you know, them telling Morning Chalkup what they're going to do. So, you know, I take both sources with a grain of salt to some degree, um, is that, you know, they're trying to reach 100 million people. Like, that's that's their North Star. Right. They want to get, you know, have 100 million people doing this, which means they're going to have to do far more than just have affiliates, you know, you've got to, you do have to build out the games. You probably have to build out some sort of, you know, this affiliate programming I've have to imagine at some point is going to go into the home and they'll sell it to individuals like me who have killer home gems, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I would imagine at some point that comes with an app and, you know, streaming and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so I, you know, I think my point is, is that the death of the brand is greatly exaggerated. Like if I, if this company went public, I'd buy stock right now right this second because I feel like they're going to grow and they're going to grow big. Um, But what do I know? I just do banking for a living. So I probably don't know at all.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, what do I know? I just do branding for a living and uh, I don't think that the brand is going anywhere, but yeah, no, it's not like that's my area of expertise or anything.
0: I do think they, they, I'll (laughs) say it again. I do think they've got to figure out this communication piece or it's going to make all of this harder for them. I think that's still a huge, weakness that they don't understand the power of what happens is you and I texting. And then we text somebody else. And this isn't like us texting other media sources, but like examples when all this blew up, I'm sending the memes. I will never post to you, Sean and Tommy, right? Right. That that's unique to us as a friend group, but it's not unique to the community, the community. Every gym out there has a friend group that has a CrossFit thread
1: Yep, hundred percent.
0: And they're usually talking about workouts and and times and weights and whatever. But when this shit goes down, this is what they're talking about, and that's yes. why CrossFit has to get this communication thing together because it escalates very quickly and it's hard to recover from that. It really is. Yeah,
1: communications for me. I think the future growth depends also on like a global marketing plan. Um, And I obviously am biased because that's what I do for a living. But I think that without the proper outreach, without the proper Prospecting, getting our message, getting the opportunity in front of people who don't already live near a gym or walk by a gym every day or have friends who go to a gym. That is going to be the only way to continue growing to get to a hundred million people. Right. And there's not, um, right now, you know, all the marketing comes from the affiliates themselves. If you're a gym owner, you got to figure out how to run your own Facebook ads to get people in your door. And I think lending support to affiliates in that respect, and then coming up with maybe some sort of global marketing plan that they can piggyback off of uh, so that they don't have to do their own awareness in the prospecting so that people globally are aware of CrossFit. It's a much easier lift for someone to say, come into my gym than to explain off the bat what CrossFit is to someone who's never heard it before. So that, again, biased because I do that stuff, but I think that that is a huge part of growing in the future is coming up with that global marketing plan and, and figuring out how to do the same on the sports side of things. Cause we know that people are inspired by the heroes that we watch yeah. at the CrossFit games. And there's gotta be a way to get that in front of the everyday masses. You know, obviously the CBS deals and the, the network primetime deals that they've done in the past help with that. So more of that and, and more accessible viewing that'll be key.
0: I think this global marketing plan and strategy is also going to require them to explain to the current affiliates and the current community why they're wanting to go into these markets. Like I had somebody blow me up last week about China, (laughs) like saying, Hey, CrossFit should have better morals than getting in bed with China. I'm like, this isn't about, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a communist country. Right. And my point is, but what about all
1: the people there that want fitness?
0: Well, my point though, Nikki is that, you know, we built this, or CrossFit has built this brand as a mostly American brand, there's a lot of European affiliates, but 70% are in the U.S., right? And it's been primarily driven through first responders and military who are, you know, and the first responders mm-hmm. are usually former military. And, yeah. you know, you look at this list of countries, China, Russia, and India, I, you know, I'm not sure I put those three on my top three of people that the U.S. has had great relationships with militarily. Right? India is not bad, but China and Russia for oh. sure. And, yeah. um and so my point some is, history. it's like, yeah, there is some history there. And so I think the point is, is you need a good marketing strategy and a good, you know, good communication to the affiliates to say exactly what you just said, which this isn't about politics. This is about anyone who is living and breathing and has a heartbeat, deserves to have a good, healthy life and have happiness. Correct. And and yeah. we can help bring that to them in a non-political way. And yes, that may mean, you know, we have to play politics in those markets, you know, and again, I don't want to get too deep in this, but we do that in the U.S. Yeah, right now, your all your affiliates fight local battles around noise ordinances and space requirements, whether you can run on the sidewalks. Like, I can't tell you mm-hmm. how many affiliates I've zoning. Heard, yeah, battling zoning rights like and, and CrossFit has always fought for those and, and helped where they could. And, you know, I just think that the more communication, the better here and helping Agreed. people really understanding why we're looking to do it. And I also think, you know, everyone needs to, you know, like I said to the guy that blew me up over it, he's like, we got to have better morals than, you know, taking money from China. I'm like, did you send that to me on your MacBook or your iPhone? Yeah, like, seriously. You, like, come on, we all buy from China, like to some degree, you know, and, yeah. you know, I don't judge people for that. Like, and if you have a way to not do it, hey, good for you. Like everyone's got to live their life, I guess. But I just think, you know, the more communication, the better and, and, you know, really understanding what the community is looking for is going to help them in the long run for sure. But yeah, they don't listen to me, Nikki, at all.
1: Hey, me either. Not, not a one time. So I would love to do CrossFit, CrossFit should hire my company to do their marketing. I would (laughs) set them straight.
0: Yeah. Well, they're (laughs) not hiring me anytime soon. I can tell you that right now. They're like, yeah, let's, let's ask (laughs) the meme guy what we should do. Let's ask him. I
1: mean, if they only knew how good the meme guy was at business. Yeah, just saying. Well,
0: they don't they don't need to know. It's top secret. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still excited about the future. I mean, I'll say it again. Same. I feel bad that you know that it all went down this way. I do really like Dave. Uh, you know, I don't know him. I I know a bunch of people that know him and everyone that I've talked to that knows him really likes him you know? And yeah. so I don't have any grudge against him other than him blocking me, but I, that's actually more funny than it is a grudge. Like it's just kind of humorous, you know, but I don't think, you know, I don't think we're going to be lost. And and I think he'll go off and do amazing things, whatever that may be. I don't think it'll be yeah. rogue for whatever that's worth, but we'll see.
1: I don't know what he would do.
0: at rogue. like what, Oh, I'm so tired of hearing about people who go, oh, go do Rogue. It's already better than the game. So I'm like, so are you guys saying Dave's the best or Rogue is better than Dave? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. And oh, by the oh, way. you mean
1: program for Yeah, the they're Rogue all like, go do, you
0: know, go oh. program or run, you know, run the Rogue games. Because, you know, people have such respect for what a great event it is. Which, by the way, it's programmed by Spieler and, and Josh, I think, uh, to some degree. And, you know, mm. it's like those legends can do it. And it was a great event. You know, I think we'll all agree that Wataupaalooza this week, which you won't be at, is going to be a great mm-hmm. event. Somebody program that, and it's going to turn out great. And yeah, you know, I, I guess the point is, is you know, I'll miss them, but I think we got talent, and we'll be just fine.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: So maybe they'll have me do it. Uh
1: <gasps> Yes, hundred percent. It would they be all assault like assault bike, air bike banned. sprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No assault bike. Done.
1: None. Done. No, I assumed you would program tons of assault bike because it'd be for everyone else. It wouldn't be for you.
0: Oh, good point. I've been on the assault bike a lot lately. A ton, yeah. actually. Feel that. As a matter of fact, uh, I haven't even told you this, so this would be a surprise to you in the air. I'm gonna, We're going to have some guests from Assault on. Uh, I may interview one or two of them while I'm in Guadalooza since I'll be doing interviews Aww. by myself. Um, Call but, me
1: in, FaceTime me in.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're doing this new fit program that I've been piloting for them or been the beta test for. And we're going to get a couple of their coaches that do that, oh, that cool. actually run That's the classes awesome. and have them talk about it. So everybody can have a better understanding of, you know, what this fit program looks like. It's, it's hardcore, man. And if you have an assault bike Dang. at home, it'll absolutely be worth the money. It's, it's hard. I mean, and it's, it's I feel like it's kept my, uh, it's one of those things that like it's hard to as a in a home gym to get the same motivation to go kick your own ass, you know. Oh, and,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, and having them on the screen to yell at you makes me work harder. So I like it. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, wait, in that vein, I didn't tell you this either. I bought a Peloton. What? The other day. Yeah. Oh, not a bike, not a bike, a Peloton treadmill.
0: Oh, I didn't even know they had one. Look at you. Yeah, It's red. It is rad.
1: I just like am having a hard time. I just, I wanted a treadmill for so, so long. I had my old shitty one from my uncle's like house that was like 30 years old in my basement and it like was stuck on one program. Right. So it would like go uphill and downhill and uphill and downhill and I could not do anything about it no matter what. And I've still been running on it since I was pregnant and eventually I was like, fuck this. I like need nice. my own. Cause I love a good running workout. I don't like just running. Like I'm not a runner by yeah. any means, but I love a good running workout, like good music sprint and then elevation. And then whatever. And it's just been harder and harder to get to the gym with the baby and on super cold days, obviously you can't run outside. So I did it. I bit the
0: bullet she'll be here in like a month. Did, uh, did I tell you I got an assault runner? What? Yes. So I should have led with this story because this is a good story. So um for those that don't know, CrossFit Cliffside closed and the uh the twins had a dispute. The the landlord at Cliffside sucked from day That's one. A bummer.
1: Like That's, the first a
0: bummer. day we started doing wall balls and turning loud music, they dude started raising hell. So when their lease came up, he wasn't gonna renew it. He was like, Nope, not renewing it. And so they have to go find a new space. And because real estate's at an all time high, there's nothing in this area. So they found a space that's way out of town and way too far for me. And, you know, no one that's going to this gym is going to drive to that space. So they had to close cliffside and they're selling all the equipment and, uh, So I messaged Sachs and I'm like, hey, you got the assault runner, you know, we sell it to me. He's like, sure. So I knew I'd get a discount. I'm like, but you're going to to bring it over and help me get in the basement because that's not happening with just me. So him and, and Spencer come over and they bring this thing and Spencer disassembles the arm of it, but it's still the body of it. Watching the fifth fittest man on the planet try to get an assault runner into my basement would have been worth double the price I paid for that thing because he was struggling his fit ass for about 20 minutes trying to get that thing downstairs. Like I told them both. I'm like, if one of you guys gets injured, moving an assault runner into my basement, I'm going to roast you for all of eternity for this. Can you imagine? Oh, I would have felt so bad, but they got it down there and it works great. I just, I did a running wad, um, two days ago I did, uh, Thirty-minute AMRAP, ten-calorie run, ten-calorie bike, ten lunges for thirty minutes. Nice, and it was all good. the legs. Yeah, and you know you you know you run pretty hard for ten calories, and it's not a super long amount of time. By the time you're done, over the hour and a half, it ends up or over the half an hour, it ends up being about a mile and a half worth of running, and nice. you know, hundred and thirty calories on the bike or whatever, and. A lot of work, you know, but at your point, it's great. Like it's different. It's a running wad. And in Cleveland where it's 11 degrees out right now, I'm not going outside to do that.
1: Same, same exact thing here. I just, I really like, I don't know. I, I love a, a good like Peloton style class, like any kind of class that has like fun music and like a fun instructor and like I did that for a long time like I was like a fitness instructor with like the little microphone like the 90s Britney Spears microphone so I just (laughs) I like that kind of thing um and I've I've always wanted um access to I used to have a planet fitness membership all year round 10 bucks a month just so I could have access to a treadmill in the winter time here in New England um and now I just don't feel comfortable going to global gym with COVID so I bit the bullet I'll let you know how it is when it comes in
0: Well, that's good stuff. Until that baby starts crawling, you better put it in a room where you have a door and you can lock him out.
1: It's in the basement. Okay. (laughs) I have a basement gym, but I don't have a gym at all. It's actually my mudroom. It's not going to be cute, but.
0: As someone who had a kid roll down basement stairs, make sure you have a door at the top of the basement.
1: (laughs) I I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Or I'll just put him in like the playpen in the basement with me. But
0: That's that's a true story, by the way, when Mira was learning to (sighs) crawl. And you hear, bum, 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 bum.
1: <laughs> I would lose my shit.
0: Oh, it was. Qu- I mean, I I lost it then. But now, in hindsight, even the sound in my mind is really funny. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, she's upstairs. She's fine. Everyone, she made it. She's twenty. Right. She of, course. of course. But uh yeah, in hindsight, you know, the sound in my mind though is really like comical because <laughs> it sounds like something from a cartoon. That's what it sounded like. She just rolled bum, right bum, down bum, the bum, stairs. Bum, yeah, it's exactly what it was, and she had a big head anyway, so she's probably just bouncing that big head off the carpeted stairs the whole way down. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> parent. It's amazing those two girls live. Totally I'm learning me. so much. I know.
1: Well, have fun in Florida without me.
0: I know. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do a couple of interviews while I'm there, and we'll get those released really quickly. And then we'll get yeah. back together and back on our regular schedule okay. when I'm back. But I'm going to miss you. I'm bummed. I, I had, know I'm going
1: to miss you. We were you. finally going to get
0: some good photos together, and you're not going to be there. So
1: That's probably why. That's probably why this whole thing happened. The universe was like, no, nope, you still can't do it, actually. No. Yeah,
0: the universe is like, John has an actual photographer showing up for this? No, 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 no. I can't let this happen. Definitely this not.
1: Happen. Cue the Rona.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be there. I'll be hanging out with the Innovate Crew some, so you guys can come see them and a few other people. So flag me down if you're there. And I'll text you all the time, Nikki. Please do. All right. Well, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. And we will chat with you guys soon.